Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm Kimmy Culp, and this is All the Wiser. This is a special bonus episode of my conversation with former conjoined twins, Lexi and Sydney Stark. It's a follow-up to our full episode with their awesome mother, Emily, and her story about bringing the girls into the world and the difficult decision of having them separated. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would recommend going back and doing so first. Sydney and Lexi, welcome to All the Wiser. And I kind of feel like I already know you guys because I had a conversation with your mom, who's awesome. But I'm excited now to get to know you. So welcome. Thank you so much for having us. We are extremely excited to be here. Something your mom wrote, and we talked about in the interview, was I think a beautiful question that we can all ask ourselves, which is, where does your story begin? And I know a big part of her life story was getting pregnant and giving birth and life to you girls and sort of the journey that that took her on. But if I asked you that question that your mom phrases to people, how would you answer it if I said, you know, where does your story begin? Or not if I did, because I am. Where does your story begin? I think in a lot of ways, our story really begins with each other. And I know that sounds kind of cliche, but for my entire life, and I know Lexi can probably say the same thing, that it really begins with our bond and how close we've always been. For me, she's always been by my side. I've never needed anybody else but her throughout my entire life. And I remember very distinctly in kindergarten, not really needing to interact with any of the other kids because I was completely content with being with Lexi. And this really goes to show how strong our relationship has gotten throughout the years, especially through college. And college for me is a time that I have really started to figure out who I am and my identity. And part of that does go with my twin identity and how Lexi and I coexist both as twins and both as individuals. I could not agree more with you. I feel like I always have somebody alongside with me. So when I think where does my life begin, it's always began the two of us. It's always been the two of us, you know, before we were even born, it's always been the both of us. And as Sydney was saying throughout college, it's always just been like the little icebreaker piece for the both of us. Like, oh, you know, we're all just going to go around the room and say a little something about ourselves. And being a twin is just the first thing that comes into mind naturally. It's just who we are, even though we're so different, but it's just, it's a part of us. Well, it was interesting as I was thinking about doing this interview and how to produce this interview and edit it and thinking, well, I had this conversation with your mom and the time that you were physically connected and conjoined is such a vivid experiential story to her 
with your age, I imagine you you don't remember it, or at least consciously, you you don't have the depth of memory and experience and emotion to that time and place. How do you identify with that time or that piece of the narrative? Yeah. So we definitely do get asked a lot, what was it like being conjoined? So to us, when we think about what it was like to be conjoined, we more think about what it was like learning that we were conjoined, what it was like to see ourselves on TV. We didn't really, it was hard for us to put one and one together like, oh, that's us. So us thinking about being conjoined, it's more us learning about us being conjoined, more of us understanding, oh, that's us, that's me kind of a thing. I definitely agree. I think in a lot of ways, it's been interesting especially in our childhood, to figure out our conjoined twinness. For example, (laughs) when we were younger, we didn't know any better. We thought that every other twin was conjoined just like we were. And it was in those moments, reflecting back on it, that we realized that our twin identity and our twin journey is very special and very unique. And so we learned more about our uniqueness in being conjoined. I'm curious about your thoughts on what seems to be sort of a human curiosity or largely public curiosity about conjoined twins. I mean, when you were born, the media wanted to document everything of your newbornness, your infancy, the pregnancy, And, you know, I was a journalist at the morning shows many years ago, and I remember literally the world media descending when conjoined twins were born. So I wonder, why do you think people are curious or or drawn to stories like yours? And when you share with people now, what is the reaction or what are the questions that people want to ask you guys and want to know about? The first thing that people always ask is if we have twin telepathy. That is the biggest question that people always have. I mean, regardless of the fact that we are conjoined or not, that is always the first question that comes to their mind. And in a way, I would say that we do. I agree. There's definitely times where we just know each other from when we were babies to today. We just know how each other's feeling, what each other needs, and it's quite remarkable. And it's very difficult to explain to other people because for Sid and I, it's all we've known. So it is super interesting to kind of explain to other people, what's it like to have twin telepathy? What's it like to have that built-in you know, play partner? That connection, you guys have shared a story about your physical connection when you, you know, come home from college or, you know, are sleeping in the same bed. Can you explain how you, your bodies were connected and conjoined and this thing that happens sometimes when you fall asleep next to each other? Yeah. So we were conjoined at the base of the spine and at the hip. So we shared a, the bottom of the hip near the tailbone, and we also shared some intestines So, which means we were back to back. And when one of us is stressed out, when we're not feeling like ourselves, when the world seems very overwhelming, when 
we are in the same bed together and when we sleep and you know sleep is where you get to recharge it's where you get to think your mind gets to process everything and then when we're there together we kind of go into our what we call conjoined twin position so we both sleep back to back and our hips kind of nestle up to each other and it feels so natural it's like going back to when we were joined and it just it makes the whole process of figuring out our emotions, figuring out our thoughts so much more natural and comforting. One of the best parts about the conjoined twin position for her and I is it's always the same. When we were younger, um, (laughs) our parents would tell us that we would fight like giraffes with our necks and our heads (laughs) to get the best position possible. And it would always end up with Sydney and her head was always in kind of the back of my neck crevice. So that is how we would and how we still do revert back to that ultra comforting position. It's just, I'd like to think that it's just built into, you know, how we slept when we were conjoined. And at this point, it's just kind of how we, how we do it. She just visited last week, and I'll tell you, <laughs> we crammed onto this twin bed in conjoined twin position. <laughs> Definitely nothing has changed. And I think one of the stories when you guys talk about your connectedness is your mom said as babies, when one of you would cry, the other would naturally, by movement, rock and soothe the baby in distress, which one of you was crying to sleep. And I just as a mom that like, there's something about that, right? Because, you know, when my babies cried, I know what it means to hold and rock and soothe and that you guys just innately as you were, soothe one another in that way during, you know, sleep, which is so precious. So I loved that story that your mom told. Your mom also poses another beautiful question or more, I guess it sounds like is a theme of what she talks about. And it's the notion of connectedness and what it means to be connected. And it's such an interesting time to have this conversation with you because we are in the middle of a pandemic the day before Thanksgiving and the world is, many of us are disconnected from the people we love. What does connectedness or being connected mean to you and your just human experience? I think for Sydney and I being connected, it comes in many different forms. When we're physically together, we, you know, we revert back to our conjoined twin position. But when we're not, especially in times like today, we find other ways to connect to each other. You know, we play games together on the phone. We FaceTime a lot. <laughs> we probably FaceTime <laughs> every day since we both moved to college. And we just do small things for each other. You know, we send each other maybe a little, a few dollars for coffee here and there. You know, she edits my papers. You know, I help her with her workout plans. It's just for us, I think it's more the small things that we do for each other that really just lets one another know, hey, I'm still here for you. Hey, I still got your back. I know for me and Lexi as well, that connectedness is everything. It really is. Just being able to have genuine, authentic loving connections with people is so important, especially in today's society. You know, as I shared, have gotten to know your mom and I think she's remarkable. And I'm sure on most days you do too. And you have one. (laughs) She (laughs) is. She definitely is. Uh, My mom's remarkable too, but everyone's like, oh my gosh, your mom. And I'm like, well, you know, some days she annoys me. (laughs) 
but 90% of the time she's a rock star. So your your mom and dad, they were incredibly loving, present, thoughtful, brave parents bringing you girls into the world. They made the choice to have the surgery that today places you in different parts of the country, building your independent lives in college and really you know, shaped your life in a way. It would have been much different had your bodies remained connected. Have you ever thought about or talked about or contemplated had they not made that choice? You know, I think about this a lot and I think about it a little bit more than I care to admit, to be completely honest. I think I'm very grateful and could not be happier that my parents made that very hard decision for her and I, because I'm very happy and very grateful where I'm at right now. And I know Lexi is as well. And so the thought of us still being together, to me, it feels as though, right, it would definitely bring a bunch of mobility challenges, relationship challenges, academic challenges. But in a lot of ways, it would really boil down for me it would be a really big identity challenge. I think as twins, we can be so quickly lumped into one single person that finding identity and finding self-actuality can be a little bit more difficult. And had we still been together, finding our own identities through our own schools, through our own friend groups, through our own cars even, it would just be so much more difficult. I think about it a little bit. I wonder what it would still be like. But for me, I am extremely grateful and thankful that our parents did decide to give us that ability to lead independent lives if we wanted to. But when we were once again younger, probably about eight or nine this time, my mom asked my sister and I a question. She said, Sydney, what do you want to do when you're older? And I paused for a moment and I looked at Lexi and I looked back at my mom and I said, I'm just going to live with her. Uh, and my mom was born of And you know, and she, to this day, she was thinking, we did not go through all of this turmoil to separate the two of you for you guys to live <laughs> together. <laughs> oh, and we, it's so funny. And it's funny to look back at it now too, especially seeing how far we've both come and how, in fact, I don't actually live with her. (laughs) And my mom's fears (laughs) did not come true. They, in fact, did not spend all of that emotional time and energy for us to end up together. (laughs) Well, we're we're only 19, so give us a few more years. I definitely wouldn't put it past us when we're older. (laughs) You guys, one day, yes, you can be old ladies playing cards, you know, in your little house together. I definitely would not doubt that. That would be it. Yes. When you share your story, what do you hope people take away from your story and and what you hope and your intention around the message when you do open up about your sisterhood and your connectedness? I think that when we share our story with people, when they hear Sydney and I talk, I want them to think of hope. Whether they have conjoined twins themselves, whether they have other complicated babies on the way, whether they're trying for children or if they're, you know, teenagers like us, conjoined twins, twins or not. I just hope that when they listen to us, that they can see that there is hope to find yourself and your identity, no matter 
you know, how you were born, no matter what you look like. And I think that at the end of the day, all that matters is if you're happy and if you are doing what you love with the people that you love. For me, my main takeaway when people see us on social media or they watch our news previews, see blog posts, news posts, my main takeaway that I want people to know is to take nothing for granted. That life can throw so many curveballs at you, things that you never even imagined. Realizing the small things in life are what make it truly worth living is one way to go through life and to truly, at the end, of feel fulfilled. And so I don't take any decision that my parents have made for me when we were babies for granted. I don't take any moment with Lexi for granted. And I don't take anything for our futures for granted either because life is so unpredictable. And we can definitely see this through 2020. Nobody could have predicted that we would be completing courses through Zoom, that we wouldn't be in a recording studio for this even, and taking nothing for granted and truly realizing everything that we have in front of us. And I personally think that's the way to happiness. So we are recording this as you are not together and it's the holidays of 2020. And this will air in January as we begin the new year. But as you are, you know, far apart from family and in what I believe is always a season of gratitude, what would you like to say to your parents? And they won't hear this until it airs live. But is there a a message of whatever comes to your heart of thanks of, you know, what is your message to them? I actually have given this a bunch of thought and I wrote it down in my journal at the beginning of this semester, a little thank you note to them. And I guess to kind of recap that thank you note that I wrote to them in my diary was thank you for everything that you guys have ever done for me. I am so grateful for everything that they've taught me and everything that they continue to teach me, the resources that they give me and that they have given me. Coming to college, I've really realized how blessed I am to have grown up with them and for how accepting and fun and loving they are, whether it's dragging them along to concerts and conventions, to watching, binge watching all of the Marvel or Harry Potter movies. They're always there with us, um, (laughs) going all in with us. And a lot of kids don't get that. Oh, man, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Yeah, definitely for all the love they've given. But I really want them to know how much it means to me that they believe in me and they believe in my goals and my dreams, even if it's the craziest thing. And throughout my life, I mean, we've all wanted to be astronauts and veterinarians. And throughout all of my phases in life, they've always believed in me and they've always told me, if that's what you want to do, then you can do it. And I think that really has helped me develop into the woman that I am today. I am taking all of these risks. I'm doing all of these leadership roles. I have all of these new opportunities in front of me because I'm believing in myself. And I wouldn't have been able to do that had my mom and dad 
not believed in me first. Clearly, the name of this podcast is All the Wiser. And the reason why is it's about sharing wisdom on the other end of extraordinary lives and life's experience. And I have to say, besides the COVID kids episode, when we interviewed kids about their experience in quarantine, you are the youngest guest. And I am so blown away by how wise, evolved, intelligent, engaged. I mean, you are two clearly remarkable human beings. And I, maybe I'm just going to start looking at college guests only because you guys rock. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you so much. We definitely could not have done it without our parents. Definitely. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> Well, I have two girls of my own, so life goals. I may be calling your mom and saying, what do I do now? Oh. <laughs> if, they, if they can end up like Sydney and Lexi, I, I will have done a few things right. So thank you oh. both for making the time. It has been a gift to get to know your family and to play a part in sharing your story, which I think has so many beautiful messages that will touch people in all sorts of different ways, wherever they're at and wherever, whatever journey they're going through. So thank you and happy holidays and happy new year, which is when this will air. Thank you so much. I mean, we couldn't be more excited to be here, truly. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday as well. Thank you for this opportunity. Yes, thank you so much. We are incredibly happy that we got to do this and we hope you guys have the best holidays ever. All right. Thank you, guys. All the Wiser is produced by Erica Gerard at Podkit Productions. Our sound engineer is Kelly Kramerick and our associate producer is Kessie Hollister. Thanks for being a part of the All the Wiser podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast, read our show notes, or get in touch with us at allthewiserpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at All the Wiser Podcast. Send us a note. We would love to hear from you. And as always, thanks for listening. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.